Good morning. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors of Horizon. Thank you so much for joining us at Horizon at Home. The past few months, I have lived my life in survival mode. Every single moment has just been about surviving that moment and getting to the next moment. And it is an exhausting way to live my life. I've realized this week that that way of living is undergirded by being just absolutely gripped with fear. Because when you begin to live your life just trying to survive from moment to moment to moment, everything seems to threaten just staying alive and being able to survive to the next moment. And living my life fearful and in survival mode is exhausting. It causes my lips and my jaws and my, my shoulders and my body to just be racked with tension. And I realized this week that God has a different way for us to live. I realized that when I was studying the story of the birth of Jesus. Because people were living like me in those days. They were living in survival mode, just trying to stay alive to the next moment. And what God realized people needed was hope. Because hope turns our fear, our survival mode, our, our way of operating to just stay alive for the next moment, it turns that fear into hope, into this deep understanding of why we want to be alive for the next moment. It turns our fear into hope. Jesus does that. He's been doing that for a very long time. And Jesus wants to do that in our lives this morning. A lot of times when we talk about the Christmas story, we look at the shepherds or Mary or Joseph or even at the baby Jesus. But there are two characters that are talked about right before the birth of, of Jesus that are a very important piece of the story. Their names are Zachariah and Elizabeth. And I'm, I'm going to bet Zachariah and Elizabeth have a lot in common with those of us who are operating in survival mode. See, they were operating in survival mode too. Luke, in fact, introduces us to Zachariah and Elizabeth in his gospel, chapter 1, verse 5. He says, in the time of Herod, and when people heard that, that, that sentence for the first time, in the time of Herod, they rolled their eyes and thought, oh, we remember those days. The days when the government was terrible. The day when, when the land was ravaged with sickness. The day when things felt so dark and we were all operating in survival mode and out of fear. Oh, in those days when things weren't great in the time of King Herod. It says there was a man named Zechariah. He was a priest, so he had a pretty good job. He was married to Elizabeth, who came from the right family. She was from the, the family of Aaron. She, she was this, this upstanding woman. And Luke goes on to tell us that they lived their lives righteous and blameless before God. They were good people. Do you know people like that? Maybe you are like that. Maybe you know someone like that. This is how Luke introduces us to these two people. And then he says something that helps us connect with their story even more. It's the but. So he tells us all about them. They, they were alive in the time of King Herod. They were a priest. They came from the right family. They were married to one another. They lived their lives doing really good things. But, but they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they were well up in their years of their lives. They were old. Luke tells us, what is your but? What is the but you know for someone else? But they just received a health diagnosis. 
that threatens the rest of their lives or impedes the rest of their lives. These folks are going on to live their lives well. They're, they're really good people who, who are upstanding and wonderful, but their job just isn't working out the way they thought it was going to. But they're struggling with addiction. But what is behind that but for you? And this is what happens. Zachariah is living his life like this, and he goes into his job every day. He just gets up and he does the same thing day after day after day. He's just trying to survive through this dark season of life. He goes into the temple and he does his job and he comes home. And one day when he's in the temple, this is what, what it says, that an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Essentially, he's working at his desk and on the right side of his desk, an angel of the Lord appears to him. And when Zachariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, the angel spoke, God spoke to Zachariah through the angel. This morning, if you are living your life in survival mode and you are gripped with fear, I want you to hear this if you don't hear me say anything else. Before God speaks, and God is speaking even in this season of all of our lives, before God speaks, we are often gripped with fear. Maybe we don't even know what we are afraid of, but we are gripped with fear. Before God speaks, we are gripped with fear. God speaks to people who are operating in survival mode. If you are living in fear, open your eyes and your life. God may be trying to speak to you this morning. Before God speaks, we humans are often gripped with fear and operating in survival mode. I'm going to say it one more time. Before God speaks, we are often gripped with fear. What is it that you are afraid of? God may still be speaking even above those things that you are afraid of because before God speaks, we are often gripped with fear. And the angel said to Zechariah, listen to this, do not be afraid, Zechariah the first thing God said to Zechariah through the angel, do not be afraid. This morning, I think God may be saying that to some of you. Do not be afraid. Fill in the blank with your name. Do not be afraid. This is what, he, this is what the angel says. Your prayer has been heard. Before God speaks, God listens. God tells Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your prayer has been heard. And he goes on to say this, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. I know you've been praying for that, Zechariah. And you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and a delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth, his birth because he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will be, will be brought back to the Lord their God and he will go on before the Lord. John, your son, will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of their fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. This is what your son will do. He's going to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I've heard your prayer, Zechariah. You prayed for the people that you care about in your job and you've prayed about your wife, Elizabeth. You all want children. I've heard your prayer. 
before God speaks, God listens. If you feel unheard, like you are just screaming your hurt and your, your disappointment and your desperation, if you feel like you're just screaming it into the dark before God speaks, God listens. And I want you to hear this morning, God say to you, I'm listening. I've heard your prayers. I've heard you. Before God speaks, God listens. Before God speaks, God listens. Listen Zachariah, I've heard your issues and I understand it. Before God speaks, God listens. God has heard your prayers. And after this angel delivers this message to Zachariah, Zachariah looks at the angel and he says what so many of us are thinking in this season. How can I be sure of this? Zechariah looks at the angel and says, how in the world can I be sure that this is what's going to happen? Let me explain to you something, Gabriel. I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. And the angel answers, God speaks again and he says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I've been, spent, I've been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now, listen to this. He said, my job was to tell you to speak from God to you, to speak to you. And now, Zechariah, you are going to be silent and not able to speak until the day that this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Before God speaks, we have to listen. Some of us are being invited into exactly what Zachariah was invited into, a season of silence and stillness. We have been getting up just like Zachariah and doing our job, head down, grinding, doing what it is that needs to be done. And God says, I've heard your prayer. I've heard you don't want to keep living your life like this. I only need you to be silent and still for a season so I can speak, so I can give hope to the world through you. Before God speaks, we have to listen. And some of us have been grinding and working and operating in survival mode so hard that we have not been silent or still. And this morning, this morning, God says, be still, be silent. I have something for you. I'm tired of your life being gripped with fear. I'm tired of you surviving from one moment to the next, and I'm ready for you to live your life hopeful for why it is you want to be alive in the next moment anyway. And here's the deal. Your prayer has never been just about you. Zachariah's prayer was never just about he and his wife having a son. His prayer was about the people of Israel experiencing hope experiencing a new day, and God tells Zechariah, I have that for you if you will only be still and silent. This morning, I want you to hear God wants to speak to you. God has a powerful story for us this Christmas. Zechariah and Elizabeth were part of preparing the way for, for Jesus to come into the world and prepare the hearts and the lives of people for Jesus to come. And this is the three things their story teaches us. Before God speaks, we will be gripped with fear. If you are afraid this morning, it doesn't mean God's not speaking. It only means you're afraid. And it, it honestly means that God wants to speak. God is about to speak when we are gripped with fear. 
God, before God speaks, God listens. God's heard the desire of your hearts. You're not alone and you're not unheard. You are loved and God thinks you are worthy to listen to. God thinks your heart, God has set it on fire for the things that you long for. Before God speaks, God listens. And before God speaks, God needs us to listen, to be silent and still and to listen to what it is God has for you. Some of you have never had the courage to be silent and still, to know that you are worthy and God wants you. There is no better day than today for you in your silence and stillness to say, I am tired of operating in, in survival mode and I'm ready to live my life with hope, God. I, over the next week, God, I'm going to be silent and still. But in this moment, I want you to take charge of my life and my heart through Jesus. And I want you to offer hope to me and to the whole world through me. And God says, I will. I need you to only listen. God is speaking this morning to your life. And God wants to speak to the world through your life. Will you let him? Will you pray with me? God, you are speaking even right now in this moment to people who are gripped with fear, who are living in survival mode. God, I pray that you will do what it is you have done through your son Jesus for centuries, that you will interrupt their fear and their survival mode with hope. Give them a deep reason of why to be alive, why they want to be alive, why they want to be in survival mode for the next moment. And God, I pray most of all that every person listening to this this morning will be used as a mighty way of hope, a mighty avenue of preparing the way for your hope even right now. Use us all, God. Grip us not with fear, but with hope. We are yours and we are so thankful you are our God. We give our lives over to you all over again this morning. Amen.